Welcome to the Conscious Healing Podcast with Mona Loring. This is a show that marries the mystical with the practical to help you with your spiritual healing. Whether you're newly curious about what's behind the veil or you're well into your spiritual journey, this show offers a grounded exploration into all you've been seeking. Do you have a favorite number? Does a particular number constantly show up throughout your life? If you get a receipt, do you notice that you're seated at, you know, table 18 every time? When you look down at your phone or you want to check what time it is, do you see repeating numbers like 444 or do you always see 1111 on the clock? If so, you might want to explore numerology if you haven't already. According to numerology, numbers have a certain meaning and each one of them tells a specific story. And thus, they can help a person discover themselves and the world around them, find their purpose in life, and even help guide you to make the right decisions. I'm going to give you a quick introduction to numerology now before my guest Natalie Olson and I dive in and explore more on the subject. You might want to take some notes, but this stuff can easily be looked up online too. So it's totally up to you. And I've gone through and I've just made notes on a few of the things that I feel like will help give you a a nice foundational understanding of numerology so that you can dive in further. And if you've already heard this stuff, sometimes it's fun to hear the refresher or hear, you know, my take on it or whatnot. Uh, For anybody who doesn't know about it, just know that numbers are the basis to everything. As I've gotten older as someone who hated math, I I never really cared for numbers except for adding up numbers for, you know, figuring out how much money I'm going to have in my bank account. That made me happy. But, you know, when it came down to math and, you know, anything that had to do with algebra and all those things, I was not a fan. And so I never thought numerology would be my jam. And let me tell you, it is. Why? Because I feel like just the way that so much goes back to the hero's journey in spirituality and things can go back to the basis of, you know, the Akashic records and everything just ties together to these major foundational topics. Numerology is 100% absolutely one, just like astrology. And in fact, so many of these weave together and tie in. So if you haven't really explored it, hopefully as you start to learn a little bit more about it, you'll have a new respect for numbers like I started to in my adulthood. All right, so I want to start by just talking about the foundational stuff. So the Greek philosopher Pythagoras is considered to be the pioneer of modern day numerology. And numerology, even though it goes way, 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 way back, it's based on the idea or belief that the universe is a system. And once you break it down, it leaves us with certain elements that are based on simply just numbers. And according to everything, according to this, this concept, I should say, everything in the world comes from and equates to numbers. So as a consequence, there can be connections between numbers, your personality traits, different events that happen, when they happen, why they happen, and even different circumstances. And by calculating these numbers, you can come to a better understanding of yourself and the world around you because it has a tie-in to every single thing. I mean, when, I, when I've taken classes, I've, I've learned about compati- compatibility between relationships based on birth dates of you and somebody else. I've learned about the energy of a house someone lives in because you add up the numerology of the street name slash the street number. There's different ways to look at it. It's fascinating. And once you get into it, you start adding everything up. So it'd be funny to imagine you guys like sitting there and just like thinking about every single number you have once you figure out the very easy, uh, you know, key that comes with it. You know, each number is associated with a number with each, sorry, each letter is associated with a number and you add them up and it all equates to something. And as I learned that, it was hilarious because I had this notepad and I was just writing down everything. I was like, my name. My kids' names, birth dates, everybody figuring it out. How does it go together? What's their relationship? What's their future? And it can be really fun. So more specifically, our names and birth dates have the numbers that equate to them, right? And so they can show in detail, like I was saying, who we are, what we want, how we achieve our goals. And there's five basic numbers in our numerology profile. 
But the most important ones that you really look at here are the path, the life path number and your destiny number. So like I said, you can find all of this stuff online, but I wanted to just give you a, a, a basic understanding of what this all is because I want you to know to look into your life path number, which reveals your personality traits, your strengths, your weaknesses, your greater purpose, even like your ambitions and what you want out of life and even what you're good at, your talents. And it can help you understand why certain events have occurred in your life and why you find yourself in cer certain circumstances with people and also during certain months or in certain years. And in order to calculate your life path number, again, you can look this up online. It's really easy to find this stuff. You would add together the day, month, and year of your birth, and then you add it up until you get a sin single digit. So for example, if you're born on like the 6th of March, 1990, you would add six for the day, right? March is the month of three, so you add three, and then 1990, so 1990. That equals 28, so then you break down 28, eight plus two, which equals 10, and then you bring 10 down, one plus zero, to one. So if you're born on March 6, 1990, your life path number would be one. So it's really easy to do, it's really easy to figure out, and as you do all of this stuff, you're gonna break it down into learning more about your destiny numbers, and breaking down again, like I said, you could look up relationships. There's so much you can do with numerology. And obviously, you know, I don't want to take your time telling you about things out loud that you can easily look up online, but I just wanted to give you a foundation so you would know where to look. There's also really great books on it that you can find that really break it down easily. Honestly, you don't really need the books. It's really easy to find even YouTube videos, go online and figure it out. And once you get into that, this conversation I'm going to have with Natalie next is really going to help you understand how you can learn so much more about yourself and your, as she calls it, your superpowers that are hidden in your birth name and birth date so that you can really create the life that you want. So let me give you an intro to Natalie before we start. Natalie Olson is your numerologist and philosopher friend with a passion for decoding the mystery of life. She's here to help you unearth your numbers or as I just said, your superpowers that are hidden in your birth name and birth date so that you can create the life that you really want. For over a decade, Nat has been coaching individuals in her private numerology practice. She's become the secret weapon for best-selling authors, Wall Street financiers, and CEOs of multi-million dollar companies. She's also been a featured columnist for the largest online numerology and spiritual community in the world, numerologist.com that has over 2 million trusted viewers and readers. Let's get to know Natalie. I'm so excited. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Mona. I am so excited, as you know, to have you on today's show. I've been waiting to find the right person to chat about numerology. And when I, when I found you and discovered your work, I was so excited that you agreed to come on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. I am so excited, too. So I always like to start with you please telling the listeners just a little bit about your spiritual backstory, you know, how, mm -hmm. how you got started working with spirit and especially with this, how you got started with numerology. Oh gosh, I've never heard somebody ask it in that way. My spiritual backstory. That's really good. <laughs> um, wow. Well, um, I actually think that I was being primed since I was a little girl to do this work, although I didn't know it. I think you probably feel the same way about your work. Yeah. Um, you know, I was this weird, weird black sheep in my family kid um, that was reading autobiography of a yogi at like nine years old. Oh, my and, God. You know, I was such a weirdo. Um, and I remember when I graduated high school, I, I had no idea what I was going to do. All my friends knew. They wanted to be doctors or they wanted to be lawyers. And I remember looking at the majors and the only thing that made sense to me was double majoring in philosophy and religious studies um, because I thought I knew that I wanted to study the reason that we're here, right? What is the reason that we're here? What is the deeper meaning behind existence? So I thought if I studied those two things that it would give me the answers. Um, but I, I went to college for a brief time 
and then fell in love and had my first daughter. And then in my early 20s, um, I decided to pursue a career in nutrition. So I became a nutritionist, a degree in nutrition education, started my own private practice, and then the ultimate cosmic joke happened. Um, (laughs) You know, the classic wounded healer story, right? (laughs) Um, So here I was, like, walking my talk. I always tell the story that on New Year's Eve, I was drinking, like, herbal tea, like, such a annoying person. I was drinking herbal tea and all my friends were drinking champagne. But I really (laughs) was walking my talk, workshops at gyms, you know, all of that. And then one morning I woke up the healthiest person you would have ever known. And I was really sick. And I, from the onset of my symptoms to about six months later, I was, I was bedridden basically for six months. I could barely walk from one side of my house to the other. And they knew something was physically wrong. I went to a bunch of doctors, but um, they didn't know what to do to fix it. I had the white blood cell count of a chemo patient. And So I remember, yeah, so that, yeah, spiritual backstory. I remember this spiritual awakening kind of moment, um, which wasn't spark. I, we'd spent the last thousand dollars that we had on a specialist and he basically had said, um, you know, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. Right. And so just go home and adjust. And I went home. And I just remember, okay, okay. So everybody in the physical world, all these amazing, my professors, specialists, doctors, I did cleanses, I did fasts, like all of this physical world stuff isn't working. So maybe it's finally time to look at the only area of life left. And that was the spiritual, which honestly I had kind of repressed um, when I became a nutritionist for a lot of reasons. but I still remember I was lying in bed. I, um, I had this box of old books that I had stored away when I was a teenager. And one of them was a book by Matthew Goodwin, an uh, MIT graduate on numerology. And I had gotten it because I was this nerd that just loved learning about myself, you know, yeah. the horoscopes in the back of 17 magazine, that kind of stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> but I, I read it with new eyes. And, um, when I calculated my numbers, uh, I remember in that like 10, 15 minutes, I suddenly realized exactly why I was sick. It was right there. It was written right on the page is that according to my birth chart, uh, my core numbers, I was actually denying my fundamental nature, my mission, my gifts. And so I ended up then going out in my day-to-day life from that point on and doing small things that started to honor these numbers day by day, baby step by baby step. And I healed so fast and so rapidly that I couldn't ignore it. And just because of the way I am, I would say I'm more of a um, practical person. I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm rather practical. I don't think that I ever would have gone this route and abandoned my nutrition career if it wasn't something that was so overt like that. Right. Um, And so that's how I got started in this tradition. Wow. Wow. And obviously so many of us have these, you know, like you said, the wounded healer, so many of us have something that's really difficult that throws us into this when we are not paying attention to what we were really supposed to do and what our mission is, you know, and I forever, I heard, I heard a, um, a psychic client of mine in the past say that they're spiritual boulders. She had said something like that and I've turned it into spiritual boulders. I don't know exactly what it was that she said, but that's exactly what it is. You know, spirit will throw you pebbles, you know, kind of like, uh, move over to this direction, you know? Yes. And you're like, I, uh, you like whack them away. They're just pebbles, you know? Like, I'm not going to pay attention. And it's not until if you get to that point where you're really denying where you're supposed to be and denying yourself and what you really want out of life, whatever it might be, you get those bigger boulders. And oftentimes that's something really painful and traumatic, whether it's, you know, a loss of a loved one, health, often health, you know, mental health obviously goes into this. Mm-hmm. So, that, that makes so much sense to me. So 
how, as you started to go down this, this road of numerology, how did you start to do it on a, on a professional basis? Yeah. Well, so at the time I had my nutrition clients and so, well, so what I'll say, actually it started with, um, doing the numbers of my, my friends and family and the accuracy was so mind bending that I, I, I felt like I was, you know, the never ending story. Do you know that movie? Yeah. It was like, it was like opening up a book and having access to this magical world that the accuracy of people's numbers were so incredible that I, I was transformed. I remember I did my father's numbers, um, who's a double nine, a nine life path and a nine expression number. And I, in that moment was like healed because my father, um, is a political activist. He was ever since I was little. He would take us to protests in Berkeley and we'd lie our bodies out in Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Boulevard. Love it. Super passionate guy. But I always um, was was had a difficult time with him because he wanted me to be an activist. And because nines, because nines are the way they are. They're very passionate and they want you to be involved in their cause. But when I learned about his numbers, the nine is literally the humanitarian, the activist. Yeah. I was like, this is the way he was designed. This was his great mission. I did my sister's numbers, double six, six life path, six expression number. That's the caregiver. She literally had spent her whole life with the goal of being a mama and taking care of her family. And that was what she had devoted herself to. So I started by doing the numbers of friends and family and being dumbfounded. I mean, seriously, like I... I always believe in a higher power, but I did not have a best friend relationship with it. That's for sure. And when I started doing, seeing these synchronicities, you could say, um, I felt that I was rubbing shoulders with something that was magnificent and great. So that gave me the confidence then to start to, with some of my cool clients, to start to say, um, would you be open to trying this out for fun? And um, they were kind of clients slash friends, you yeah. know, those ones yeah, where totally. you're like, on the I birth. know what cool clients means. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> and I, it was amazing because these nutrition clients, right. Um, I was primarily working with people with eating disorder behavior. Mm-hmm. And so um, they received more clarity, understanding, empowerment from one session than they had received from months and months of menu plans and nutritional protocol. So, so then I started to gently, with the support of this wonderful network of, um, of people, started to do my sessions. And I still remember the conversation I had with my Italian father when I told him, that I was going to abandon my nutrition career to become a numerologist. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, But at that point I had seen for the first time in my life that I could really truly help people um, understand their inner nature and understand how to love themselves to put it simply. So, um, and then it just kind of dovetailed over there. And it's been, it's been about 10 years. It's been about 10 years of uh, the private practice. Okay. Okay. And, and you kind of just went into that. So it's perfect for the next question I have for you, which is, can you tell us how you believe numerology is best used for self-exploration and guidance? Because it ties in and weaves in so lovely with the fact that I think that any profession, and this is, I'm biased, but any profession can be that much better when you're bringing in some sort of spiritual practice, you know? And I love the idea of a numerologist and a nutritionist. You know, I know you don't do both anymore, but I'm just like, oh my God, that's so who I would hire, you know? Um, Just like for me, like I tend to find the doctors and physicians that are intuitive and, you know, you find the people that that have this world because they just understand the complexity is so much better and they can help you understand yourself and all that jazz that you just said, which I love. So can you tell us how, you know, people can use that? You know, obviously you find out what your numbers are. And like you said, you know, like the one I always remember, and it's one of my numbers is seven, you know, with spirituality. And it's like, you, when you have those, those numbers, you're like, Oh God, that's why I'm so spiritual or that's why I need to go on this path. So 
how how do you use that for people when when you when you look at their chart and obviously that's a little bit more complex of a question because it goes way deeper but just on a more this is a basic call for for people who are really just learning numerology um can you let me know how people can best use that and how not only how they can best use it but how you do that for them that is a great question um and it actually it's a really in perceptive question because numerology is really broad um which we don't have time to go into here, yeah. but there's different branches of numerology. There's universal and personal numerology. So let's talk about the, the, the best use of this ancient tradition. So um, what I focus on primarily are the numbers that produce the most results in terms of a person feeling confident and empowered in creating their best life. And the numbers in the person's chart that inform that are their core numbers, okay? So yeah. in numerology, you've got your life path number, which is derived from your birth date, your expression, heart's desire, and personality number that are derived from your birth name. There's more on numbers, but we'll just say, let's just focus on those yeah. as the core. Um, what we do with those is by learning these, let's say, four core numbers, you learn what your purpose is, like why you were born, what you're here to do. You learn what your greatest gifts are. You learn what your deepest needs are in relationship and work to best be successful and fulfilled. And you learn what your attraction factor is. But what all of these numbers do, it's like the umbrella above all of these is learning who you are and how you were designed by your creator to be, to be you. And so the thing that is on my heart, the thing that that's, it's going to be cheesy, but that sometimes brings tears to my eyes around this work is really what this is about is it's about realizing that there's nothing wrong with you. Right. And that the things that you may have diminished about yourself, ridiculed, um, judged about yourself are actually precisely the the yearnings, the desires, the qualities that you were designed to embody. And so the reason I make a, the reason I make a living doing what I do, one of the big reasons is because there's a massive deficiency in people who have cheerleaders for um, their true selves. Mm, so I love many, that. So many clients come to me where when we do their numbers, they're drawn to tears because they may have for, I'll, I'll give you a random example um, for myself. I have a two hearts desire number. So that's the number that comes from the vowels of our birth name. And it's oftentimes repressed. So it's a desire that's hidden, but we need it because if we don't get this, we're not going to be financially successful. We're not going to be cherished in love. And um, my whole life, no joke, my family unit, a lot of my initial relationships, um, I was actively told that this two hearts desire, this deep need for best friend, intimate collaboration and connection was not okay. It was clingy. It was codependency, right? Oh my God, mm. this gets me so triggered. When I have clients come to me with a two in their chart who were never honored for this incredible gift that they have of being like a professional best friend, being perceptive. Yeah, you I know? just got the chills. So that's an example of how um, numerology can help you explore who you are and then actually give you information or guidance on how to best honor and advocate for yourself. And that really is the key, you know, that takes it from the 17 magazine cool horoscope moment right. <laughs> to transformation um, is because you can learn, you know, that you're a seven life path, right? That you're a freaking shaman metaphysician who's here to mm. bring the deeper understructure of what's really going on out into the world, right? You can know that. But if you are in relationship with people that diminish that, if you don't take action on taking that cool freaking eccentricity that you have and letting your freak flag fly, if you don't do that, then you're not going to ever be able to really reap the benefits of your true power. I love what you're saying. And it was tied to what I was thinking in my head as you were speaking as when I was studying numerology, 
my first, my first intro to numerology came super late in my life. It was kind of one of the latter spiritual uh, ventures <laughs> that I had taken. <laughs> and I, I just took a community college course that, and I was like, hell yes to the fact that my community college has a numerologist and that they're like, it was the greatest, That's like cool. when you see that the world is going that way, it makes my heart so happy. Right. So I was like, of course I'm taking this. I also took tarot that way. It like originally, it what? was crazy. Yeah. I, and I had been doing tarot for years, but I was like, I've never taken a <laughs> class. This is going to be so interesting. Loved it. Um, and something that as I was just, you know, learning numerology and doing the numbers and everything around my family, right. That's always where you start. <sighs> and I had discovered that just like my husband's astrological chart, my husband's such a complicated one. <laughs> His numbers did not match what he's like. Mm-hmm. They, he has a seven two. He mm-hmm. was not, and he is now, but he was not spiritual at the time. And I raised my hand to the teacher, even though I felt like I had the inner knowing, like, you know, sometimes you just ask the question because you want someone else's answer. And I was like, you know, my husband is nothing like this. Like everybody else is fitting, but my husband's doesn't match. Like what, what's up with his numbers? These don't work. You know, was he named the wrong name and you know, all that (laughs) stuff that you wonder. And she was like, she gave a really concise explanation that I then internalized and really, really understood on a deeper level. But basically I realized, you know, she was like, is he happy? Like, does he feel like he's like on his right path Mm -hmm. and all? And I was like, um, my husband's struggling from severe depression. He's not happy. He's lost. And right then, I, as, as, as I, like, internalized all that and really asked myself about it, I was like, he's not on his path. He's not being his true self. And he's been clearly denying parts of himself, which, you know, we know. And by the way, I, I, for anyone listening, I have permission to talk openly about him. He's given me a permission because he, he likes me using as an, him as an example for others to, you know, hopefully learn and grow. But that was so interesting to me because when you learn about your numerology and if you're ever, like, that's not me. That doesn't fit. Look deeper as to why, you know, and I'm sure you deal with that a lot where people are like, wait, I don't get it. That's not me. And you have to kind of help them piece it together. Right. That is so perceptive. Yeah. There's something, um, there's something in numerology, uh, called the law of polarity. And it's really fascinating. So what it says, this is like a cool thing to do. Um, if you ever run into somebody that doesn't initially resonate with their number. So the law of polarity says that um, each number is on a spectrum. Okay. So let's say for the seven um, on one extreme of that spectrum, there's meaninglessness. Okay. And then on the other end of that spectrum is incredible, Mm -hmm. incredible depth and diving behind the scenes and being a professional seeker of some kind. So every number has the, has the positive and negative, the constructive, destructive version. Um, I remember when I met my husband, I think we were on our like second date, he had done his numbers and he's like, Hey, um, so I'm an eight life path, but I like totally don't resonate with this at all. (laughs) And, um, I was like, really why? And he's like, well, I read these descriptions that are about eight life paths are all about money and power and status and about being the CEO. And he's like, actually, listen to this part. He said, actually, my greatest pain in my life has been money. Um, Seeing my parents divorce over money. And in fact, I've had a fantasy of just buying 100 acres and never having to touch a dollar bill and just live off of the land. And I had to laugh to myself because that is an example of the law of polarity. It's that it's a massive thematic in that person's life, right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Mm. And, and I've never heard of that. And mm. so that's awesome. And this is why I love you on this podcast. <laughs> you know, that's, that's awesome. And that makes so much sense. I mean, everybody expects, you know, spiritual, spirituality is not black and white. There's all kinds of shades of gray, right? And so everybody always expects, like, why doesn't this fit? And why doesn't that fit? And, you know, similarly enough, like, my sun sign, like, I'm not like my sun sign. And it's like, well, what's your rising? You know, what's your ascending? Like, all that, you know, and it's like, once I started to learn about that, which, oh, my God, don't even get me started in astrology. It blows my mind. It's so complicated. But there's so many different sides to all of this. And it's, that's where you need people like you 
to guide you. You know, it's awesome to do stuff on your own and explore. And, you know, I, I don't know if I said it in the intro because I already recorded the intro for this episode, but uh, I had, I had read like the idiot's guide to numerology or uh, numerology for dummies. I always forget because they're both usually good (laughs) and it was a really good book. Like I learned the basics really well before I even took that class. Um, but you don't learn the law of polarity and you don't, you know, you don't learn the, the intricacies of really diving deeper. And so it's so helpful to have somebody like you, but okay. So I, I want to just sort of talk about the, the useful aspects of using numerology day to day. You know, of course it's awesome to like go in internal and, you know, learn, like we just said, all about ourselves. Why are, why are we unhappy in our careers? Why can't we find love? Why are we, you know, all of that. But on a day-to-day, how do you personally use numerology? And do you pay attention to, like, your personal day number? Or it's so high maintenance, by the way. Like, <laughs> I love that you said that. I love that like, you said that. personal month is too much. I'll do personal year, but that's as far as it's... I go because I can't keep up. But so how do you – what do you think about all that? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's uh, such a broad topic. You're going to have to reel me in if I go down a rabbit hole, okay? Okay. No, no, no. I love it. Just go where you okay. want to go. Well, so first of all, um, I'll say this. The, the majority of where I've seen the actual applicable miracles happen is by focusing not on timing cycles, which is what you're talking about, uh, personal years, yeah. personal months, personal days, but focusing on those mm-hmm. core numbers in our chart. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, this is just a random side note, but I think it's really important to talk about um, when I get clients that come to me or I get messages on Instagram who are knee deep in the timing cycles, like what's my personal day? What's my personal, you know? Yeah. Um, they're, they're usually suffering from um, a, a disempowerment. And what I mean by that is timing cycles can actually be used as a way to disempower yourself to the belief that the external world or external forces are enacting our fate, okay? And in early on yeah. in my career as a numerologist, I this was something I had to weed through a lot with people that would come to me, um, is that I'm actually, this is not superstitious. Like superstition is the belief that outside forces or numbers are enacting our fate. It's so um, uh, misguided or it's, it's uh, a false premise. We're, numbers aren't enacting our fate number we're made up of numbers we're, we're made up of fundamental forces like you know you're you have that seven in your chart you were born as this precious little baby you were born with this incredible incredible intelligent minds trying to seek out the deeper reason that we're here asking questions why 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 always being interested in you know the man behind the curtain like that's that's who you are. It's not that there's something outside of you enacting um, your future, your fate. Yeah. Okay. I love that you said that. Really important mm-hmm. because with any modality, we can use it for empowerment and we can use it to give away our power. Um, okay. So back to yeah. your. That was a wonderful aside, okay. by the way. I'm glad okay, you good. went there. Perfect. Um, so, so then where is the uh, utility in numerology? Like how do we actually use our numbers to improve and better our lives. Um, So when a client comes to me, typically they come to me with a problem or with something that they want improvement on. And what we will do is we will go over these core numbers in their chart and we will assess whether they are honoring these aspects of themselves. And so it's sort of like an assessment process, right? So um, I'll use my chart as an example. So as an eight life path, it's my purpose in the world um, to step into my power and to be the CEO or authority of my own business or of my environment. So if I was a client, um, and this actually happens a lot with eights, they might come to me and they are in financial duress. Um, One of the things that we'll look at is whether they're giving their power away to an authority figure in their life quite common because again, it's the thematic of that eight yeah. experience. Right. Right. And, right. Um, and so we'll assess that and we'll, we'll kind of begin to awaken their true purpose. Like to me, it's no different than, you know, when Harry Potter was in the muggle world and he mm-hmm. didn't yet know that he was a wizard, but he got those invitations, you know, 
Right. Um, it's like that moment where you right. get the invitation, you open it up and you go, oh, wait a minute. Um, like with your husband, right? Oh, the reason where I feel off path, where I feel like I'm trudging through mud, where I don't feel confident isn't because there any, there's anything wrong with me. It's just because I'm not honoring this great mission. On that law of polarity, I'm the lower function right now. So the life path is yeah. usually an indicator of what we need to actually go out and do. Okay. So it's, it's more of um, our life path number. People don't know this, but it's fascinating. It's not who you are. Your life path number is actually the longest timing cycle that you're going through. That's what it is. So it's talking about your purpose, your mission. It's talking about the territory that you're traversing in your life. Um, you know, so you as a seven might be traversing, let's say, you know, a body of water and I might be traversing like a wooded forest, but it's like our mission is to embrace this, embrace this territory. So um, with clients, we will typically, if the life path number is needing some help and some love, we'll say, okay, are you on purpose? Are you embracing this incredible mission? You know, am I embracing the mission as an eight life path right. of owning my power and authority? Um, and then there's these other numbers that have different indicators. One of my favorites is the expression number, which is the, the total vibration of your birth name. And this is indicating your greatest gifts that you have to give. And um, kind of breaks my heart because uh, there's a lot of clients that come to me where their expression number is in hiding. So I, I'm actually working with an incredible woman. She's like one of the, the top like executive uh, coaches in the US. And she, mm -hmm. um, the other numbers in her chart are like, they're activated. You know, she's honoring these other aspects of herself. But that expression number, the greatest yeah. gifts that she was given when she was a little baby, she has been hiding them. She's been repressing them because of wounding from the past. So our work is okay. to say, okay, you're a three expression number. You have this gift of optimism, of creativity, of being this like sparkly unicorn. Like it's time. It's time to own that. So in a practical sense, it's, it's having the encouragement, the support and the homework to then go out in the fray of life and take the risk of being yourself, right? So that's, that's kind of an example of what the yeah. coaching relationship would look like. And that's so interesting that the client happens to yes. be a coach, yes. by the way, you know, where it's like, again, I'm saying how it's so helpful. I love that this coach is seeking out experience with again spirituality and breaking that down into numerology you know because she'll understand herself better and help her help others better and just do her job better you know I just love it it's just that ripple effect of when you go down that that path and for her to embrace what you're I mean of course like a three too I couldn't remember what a three was when you said it so I'm glad you explained what a three was I was like what's three again but you know that that's a huge one that's such a high vibration one you know and so I can just imagine how that's lighting her up and that just opened up. I, I'd be curious how her personality starts to shift knowing. Yes. That yes. Um, when you say personality, her personality number or just her personality, her personality, her yes. personality, like how she mm -hmm. acts around mm -hmm. people. You know what I mean? No, yes. you were about to get fancy on me. You know, I wasn't going there. Like on how that, <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know, just in general, you know, it's like if people would notice a change in you. Like, a, you know, all of this is healing. I consider numerology mm -hmm. healing, like you're healing people, you know, and you know, it's all, it's all light work. Right. And so I just, oh, okay. I'm going to go on another tangent, but we don't have time for that tangent. Okay. So you, you've all, oh my God, this is so funny. I love how, when I have my interviews and I have my questions, I'm always naturally led to the next question. It's so bizarre how that works out. And I was going to go on another tangent, but this kind of flows into what we were just talking about, about me calling you like a healer and a light worker. So my next question literally said how I feel like not many people think to see a numerologist the way they think to see a psychic or healer. Oh, wow. So it's so funny that I just literally was like, that's what you are. Right. Um, and so can let's, let's chat about what this looks like, you know, um, we've already talked about how you help clients that come to you. Like that's already, you know, we're, we're going into that and you've already sort of talked about what a session entails, but I, I want to dig a little bit deeper on that because 
I have a feeling a lot of people after hearing this are going to want, you know, a session and they're going to be like, how does that even work? Like, what, what can I, you know, just do I, do I give her my name? Do I, and, and you know what, this is a question that came up in my class. So I, I want us to talk about that just so people know this. Um, people who are mm -hmm. uh, adopted and don't have their um, birth certificate for some reason or another that, that happened to a person in my class actually, or people who are um, born in another country where their mm -hmm. alphabet is different or they change their name when they come to America. And so I just want to have you talk to that a little bit based on, you know, how you go by your birth certificate. What if you don't have it? What do you do? So can you tell us a little bit about yeah, what people Yeah, do I'll try to break like that, that down. Those are real common questions. So, um, okay. So in general, when we calculate your core chart, we're using your birth date, which is usually pretty easy for people. Um, most people know that. And then the birth name. Okay, the name, you could say the official name that you were given. In the West, this usually means the name that's on our birth certificate. Okay, now, um, right. I get questions a lot from people that have been adopted. And the, the premise mm -hmm. with this work is that even, this is going to sound horrible, should I say it like this? Um, but like, even if uh, a total doofus gave you a name, <laughs> gave you your first name, um, like even, yeah, if, even yeah. if that, that whoever gave you that first name, that it was a sacred moment, they were tapping into the essence of your nature. So we still, even for somebody who was adopted, even if that name was changed just three days later, um, we still base it on the, the first official name. Okay. Now, if you don't have access to that first official name, we can, we can still use the, the first one that you've known. And it'll give you a certain level of accuracy to um, an added layer of who you are, your gifts, your desires, your attraction factor. Okay. So we can still work with that, but the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I have a follow-up. Okay. Don't forget where you're going. Yeah. I have a follow-up question to that. Have you found in your experience with anyone like that, that the second name they go by, the second name they're given is still would be the same. You know what I mean? Like it would add up to be the same or is it different? You know, cause I could see how it would still, you know, the same vowels would be like adding up to the same number, like that sort of thing. Is That's that such a trippy thing. Um, I've seen it not a lot with adopted people, but um, when women get married, okay, it's really trippy because uh, sometimes, you know, you've got your, your birth, mm. you know, core numbers. And then when you get married, you, you get a name change and you have like a, a shift in your numbers. It doesn't shift your core numbers, but it just adds another superpower to your tool belt. And a lot of the time when a woman gets married, um, there's very similar numbers. It's, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of not all the time, but it is. It's, it's, that it's is cool. cool. That's interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sorry. You so the rule, of thumb, the rule of thumb is the first official is. name. Okay. The first official name is what we yes. would go by. Um, now for people that have names in different alphabets. Um, so I just did a YouTube video on this cause this is something that a lot, I get asked a lot. Um, so yeah. if your name comes from a Latin alphabet, so it actually looks like A, B, C, D, E, but there's maybe some different special characters um, we still use the same Pythagorean system. Um, so, you know, in Spanish, there's the, is it the tilde? Tilde over the N? I think that's what it's called. Um, so yeah, you actually just yeah. insert that as an N. Um, and the reason behind this is that even in English, you know, we have different pronunciations for H. Like H sounds different in different words, but it's still the same letter. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So these different mm -hmm. special characters yeah. within the Latin alphabet are just inputted um, as different ways to pronounce the same fundamental letter. Okay. So we're getting into advanced numerology, right. but, but anyway, right. so if, if your name is, yeah, yeah, is yeah. within an alphabet, a Latin alphabet that, that is like ABCD, but might have some special characters, you would still, when you write that into a numerology calculator, you would just, you know, if it was a tilde over the N, it's an N. Okay. Um, if your name is a completely different alphabet, like, Japanese, uh, Russian, those kinds of things, 
Um, then there's, there's two avenues mm-hmm. that you could pursue. Um, and I'm still trying to find resources for people on this, but basically to pursue a mm-hmm. local numerologist within your, the language. Um, uh, okay. There's some debate on this, okay. there's some controversy on this, um, but that's one, one option is to try to seek out somebody that specializes mm-hmm. in that. Um, and the reason why there's debate on it is because the, the, the alphabet that we use is one that's just really, really old. And the belief is that, I, I mean, in Greek days, um, you know, alpha was one, A was one. So, so there's a right. divine order behind our alphabet. Um, and so that's why there's some right. debate on, on the accuracy of using different language order, um, a different language system. Um, but the other option is, and I've heard other numerologists say this, Hans Dekos was one of them that said this, um, is that we get the English translation of your name and it will still be uncannily accurate in being able to produce um, an indicator of your gifts, your desires, and your talents. Yeah. I was literally yeah. just wondering that. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So we, we went off topic again, because I think of a million new, new questions every time you say something. But so can you tell us, you know, what does an session entail? We, we set it up with you. We're walking in. We're, I wish. Know, walking, <laughs> yes. Air quotes. No one can see me. Yeah. Yeah, we're walking in, you know, whatever. But, you know, we're, we're on our call. Where do we start? I give you my name, my, my birth date. And what does that look like? You originally had kind of went there, which I loved, was... Um, you were saying how people, yeah. people have a special problem. You know, they have something that they're seeing you about. So I'm sure you get a mix of it. You know, some people that are just like, I just want to know things. Like, tell me, you know, this is my stuff. Tell me my life path, whatever. But what was really interesting that you already mentioned was that you have people who are struggling with something. So they can come to you about that. So can you tell us what, let's go there versus a general read because that's a little bit more interesting. And I feel like my listeners. Are <laughs> I have like, a problem. I'm lost with something, a career path or a romance, you know. So can you give us an example like that and walk? Yeah, well, actually, so, so my intake form is kind of a metaphor for the structure of this work, right? So Uh, in the intake form, it's right. It's your birth name, your birth date, um, you know, logistics, how I can reach you and stuff. Um, But there's this one question, which is where do you most need magic or confidence right now in your life? And I actually, I'm sitting here thinking, I really want to think this through to, to think if this is accurate. But I don't think, I've, I've worked with thousands of people, I don't think anybody has ever come to me that doesn't have a problem. Um, like they're just coming to me and they're saying, I just want to know more about me. You know, it's like, um, and I, I actually, I don't know if that's really yeah. an indicator. I, I think I don't thrive with those people um, because the, the work that I do with this is really like deep, deep transformational work where we're aware of our weaknesses, we're aware of where we can grow. And if somebody doesn't come with that awareness, um, Mm -hmm. I really can't help them. (laughs) So, um, fair. And what you put out there, those are the clients that come your way. So with that being what your calling is, it makes sense that those yeah. aren't the people that come your way. So yeah. uh, I had a girl uh, once because there was sense. a time in my career where I felt bad about that. Like I felt bad that it's, um, and she's like, Nat, you, you know, there's some people where it's this like fun party trick and that's, this is deep, deep transformational work. Yeah. The, the, the way that I use it is. So, so somebody um, might say, yeah. um, I'm trying to think about a recent client. Um, somebody might say, I'm really, really struggling in my relationship. Or I'm really struggling finding my soulmate. Mm-hmm. And so usually what we do in the first session is I prioritize certain numbers in the first session. Um, so what I prioritize numbers, I mean, I focus on the ones that have the biggest impact. And so we focus on the life path and the expression number, usually in that first session. And so what I'll do is I'll give them a brief overview of what each of these aspects of themselves, what it means, right? The life path is, okay, here's what you were born to do. Here's who you were born to become. So in your relationship right now, are you honoring this purpose? Are you engaging in that work? Are you prioritizing your great work in the world? Is your partner advocating for that, supporting that, or getting in the way of that? That's just one example. Um, mm Mm-hmm. 
That's a great um, and then, example. And then if we have time, sometimes we don't, because like one number you can go deep on, right? Because mm-hmm. there's like layers and layers to every yeah. single yeah. beautiful aspect of you. But but then maybe she's like, no, I love, totally. I'm doing what I'm, I'm doing the, you know, I'm a two life path and I'm doing it. I'm out there in the world and I'm doing it. And then we go into the expression number and the expression number are the greatest gifts that we have to give. And so let's say she was like a seven expression number. Okay. So the greatest gifts that a seven has to give is being a seeker of truth, deep philosophical conversation, um, a spiritual essence, like a lot of solitude, like a lot of like, like, let's look at the stars. Let's just look at the stars together, you know? And so I would really ask, like, are you honoring that, that you're being this beautiful, beautiful person, this spiritual, wise, deep thinking person? Are you honoring this actively in your relationship? And when you do be this person, when you do allow breast, how, um, mm, and that got, that got cut off oh, by the internet and I really yes. want to hear that part. So just to go back, when you allow what? What was it that you were saying when, when you so, allow? So do you express these gifts? And, and when you express mm-hmm. them, um, are they received? Does your partner receive them? Does your partner enjoy those gifts? Um, does your, your friend enjoy those gifts? The workplace, your clients and customers, do, though, do they receive those gifts? Because, you know, and but, but back to the topic of love, if this client was focused on love and struggling in their relationship, this would be something we would work a lot on is the expression number. Because the numbers that, that are derived from your birth name are more about who you are. Your life path is more about who your, your mission. But in relationships, um, mm-hmm. the, the expression, heart's desire and personality are, are very profound because it's behind closed doors. Like, like what's your essence? And is that essence being honored? Um, and so then, and so then in coming sessions, what we would do, mm-hmm. that was my follow-up question too, of like what happens when they see Yeah, that's a great so question. I'm so happy that you, that you asked that question because, um, I think that there's the idea in the field of self-development, spirituality and transformation, um, that it's like the one and done kind of thing. Oh, I literally did. just posted okay. about that on Instagram last night. Yes. How people will like expect that you, they see a shaman or something and then they just think miraculously after one session they're healed. No. And nothing works like that. So yeah, it's, it's about the consistent work. Yeah. So well, and, and I think, you know, the reason why this is so, so effective for this work is remember our core numbers are talking about who we are and they're oftentimes aspects mm-hmm. of ourselves that we have been denying. And so you need to, number one, become aware of these, of these beautiful aspects of who you are, but we need to have an advocate and a cheerleader to remind us of our greatness and to help us develop the courage to honor and advocate for it in everyday life. So I would say the first two sessions usually are people um, getting a download on the main numbers in their chart. So I sort of call it like stage one, like it's where you become aware of who you are. But stage two is where you actively honor who you are. And I got to tell you, it is astounding to me how challenging this can be at first for us. You know, Um, it can be so scary to be who we are in our business, on social media, in the dating world, even with couples that have been married for 20 or 30 years. I'm working with a guy that's in his 70s. They've been married for like 40 years. And he still has that little um, feeling in his chest when they're lying in bed at night of it's not okay to be who I am and and honor his expression number. Like he still has that. And um, mm-hmm. so in those, uh, those subsequent sessions, depending on where the client is at and what the issue is, we'll just gently develop the self-awareness and then come up with homework assignments so that they're honoring that in the categories of their life that are needing some magical mojo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Magical mojo. Okay, <laughs> I, I heart that so hard. I love that so much. Okay, so this is this is all so amazing, and I, I could keep you on forever, but I, I want to let you move on with your day because you're a busy lady. So how how would you recommend that people turn like where where do you think people should turn to to learn more about numerology about like just the basics are there you mentioned a few experts in books that you had you know read when you were younger who 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 are these experts and what are these great books and what websites can they go to where do you think someone should take a deep dive into their intro Ooh, into numerology i should probably have like an information pack to send you you're like, I don't look at the No, no, no. It's a great – I don't remember. It's a common but, question. You know, okay. wherever. Well, so one of the things, like if you just want to uh, dip your toe in and not dive deep yet, um, but just get the basics, um, numerologist.com, mm-hmm. I do uh, forecasts with them every month. They're amazing. They mm-hmm. have a free report, so you can put in your information, opt into their list, put in your information, and you'll get these free reports where you will – um, they will calculate for you your core numbers and give you like teasers of what each, each one of these numbers means. So it's a great, great resource, um, for like, if you want to dive into educating yourself, um, on like, let's say you learn from that free report, you learn that you are a five life path. Um, you can Google five life path. Um, but I would recommend Googling five life path Decoz, D-E-C-O-Z. He's like my favorite. Like he's so amazing. He has so much free educational information online. If you want to nerd mm. out and gui- dive a little bit okay. deeper, um, does that sound good? Is it are, perfect? Is that enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the follow up is going to be where can people find you online and work with you. So please tell us about. Your social media, your YouTube, your website, where can people Okay, find awesome. You? Yeah, so I've got, I've got a website, thenumerologychick.com. And there's a work with me page where you can look at booking a session, booking the long-term programs, which is where people get the most amazing results. Um, there's also a podcast that I have, the Numerology Chick podcast. And I just do a monthly numerology guide so people know the different timing cycles that we're going through. And it's also a great way for people to learn more about each number as we talk about each number of the month. Um, I also post regularly over on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is uh, the numerology, no, it's just numerology chick, at numerology chick. And I post regularly over there. I even do um, Instagram stories where um, if I'm bored on the couch, um, I'll be like, hey guys, ask me a question. And so (laughs) you might get like a free little like mini reading um, if you follow me over there. Perfect. And then just let us know where people can find your podcast. Is it just the yeah, both. iTunes? Yeah. Spotify, so if you just type in numerology chick, it should pop. Okay. Up. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much for this. Uh, I, I'm definitely, I'm going to go and book a session with you, but I'm going to, I'm going to look into what you're offering. I'm like, I, I've been meaning to do this. I need to find the right person. I knew you were the one. So thank you for coming on. I'm so excited about this. Thanks. Anna. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. you. For those of you who know me uh, well and follow my work and how my life is, you know that I'm, I'm a pretty busy woman and I make time for this podcast because it means a lot to me. I have so much fun doing it and I feel like it's, it's a part of my path as, as a healer and light worker to, again, help anyone who listens know more about healing modalities and and. I almost said more importantly, but just as importantly, I guess I want to say, the people who help you do it, the people who I believe are great at what they do, because I will not just have just anyone on. I'm not about people's social media numbers and, you know, are they going to help me? And I don't want anything out of this. Who I choose to come onto my podcast is truly because I believe in their work and I believe that they're authentic and something that's important to me is to gain that trust from you know, the people who are, you know, my, my social media followers and people I work with and my clients to know that they can trust what I'm saying. I will not just randomly choose someone just because I can in any way. So Natalie, to bring it back to this episode, Natalie is someone who is one of the first, no, she's not the first, but she's one of the few who've come on my podcast that I haven't done a session with myself and didn't know personally in some way. 
but I just felt so incredibly pulled to her work. And when we did our discovery call, because unless I know someone really well, I do a discovery call before they come on the podcast and just, you know, make sure that they really are who I think they are and that we'll vibe and, you know, that it'll be a good podcast for you, whatever, you know what I mean. And when I had that call with Natalie, I was just like, she's freaking awesome. She knows her shit. She's authentic. She's cool. She's passionate about this. And through this interview with her, I'm telling you guys, like I'm literally going on after this and setting up a session with her because I, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm a total spiritual junkie and I want all the things all the time. I want to know, you know, about myself and spirit and I want to hear what spirit has to say. And I'm all about self-development, self-reflection. So already I want to find so many different modalities because this podcast is all about that. If this is the podcast I would want to listen to where I'm introduced to all the things, right? But outside of that, I, you know, was thinking, and just to be really honest and vulnerable with you guys, you know, I go through my struggles of, even though I do so much work and so much healing around it with all the different modalities, you know, I do do, I'm always still wondering about the balance of my life and the career and my path. And even though I know my purpose and I've had so much work done, I've gone within, there's still these intricacies that, that confuse me. And I'm just telling you right now that if you're ever thinking that you're going to do all this work and finally just not be lost and think you have all the answers, good luck to you. You will, I'm just going to say like, you will die still wondering about the things of life that have to do with what your purpose was, why you wanted to go a different route, why you felt a certain way, whatever it may be. I'm, I'm not piecing all of that together right now, but you know, it's our journey, right? It wouldn't be called a journey if it was just from point A to point Z and we are, we're done. And I, I honor that journey. And yes, it can be really hard. And I'm going through the energies with you guys right now with these collective energies that are just bringing our paths back up and taking us on this roller coaster ride of the ups and downs and the division in the world and um, you know, I, I have to say I've done really well with the division where I, I really have been able to see other people's sides and no, I don't believe in taking just one side because there's always more to people's stories and where they're coming from on something. And as long as they're inherently good people, I, I whether they agree with me or not, I'm open to it um, as long as we're open to each other, right? But man, I'm just all about tangents right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going somewhere else. I could do a whole episode on this right now. But, you know... I feel like just to bring it back, you have to understand that even, you know, someone who you're like, oh, wow, like she does all this shamanic work and she's a healer. I still wonder things too. And I still want clarity too. And I'm still constantly on this journey of self-discovery. And that's why tarot cards are awesome. And, you know, you're always just trying to figure out what it is spirit wants you to know, what it is your higher self is trying to tell you. And like I was saying earlier in the episode with Natalie, uh, you know, spirits throwing these, these pebbles at you, right? Like just get back on the right track. You're veering off of your trail. You know, you're going to fall down the cliff and you know, you're going to have to start back over again when you fall down that cliff or whatever it is. And if you're not listening, then they throw those boulders your way. Right. And I'm just trying to avoid the boulders. <laughs> and I know that I might not always avoid any more boulders, you know, and they're, you know, forever, never have a boulder again. And life doesn't necessarily work that smoothly. I wish it did. Um, some people love the challenges. Some people are like, oh yeah, bring it on. I don't mind conflict. I don't mind suffering. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Thank you very much. I don't want to suffer like I have. I really hope the worst years of my life are behind me. But at the same time, I, I understand the reality of it. And I'm not going to spiritually bypass and I'm not going to only be in, in light and not, ex, you know, uh, I almost said exist in the dark, but not acknowledge. That's the word I'm looking for. Not acknowledge the dark. And have I rambled enough for you? I don't know. You guys, should we, should we start another podcast about just the spiritual journey in itself? Let me know. Hit me up. Tell me what you think. Um, some of you are so kind to DM me and send me messages and let me know that you like my rambles <laughs> just when I go off on these random tangents. But I never want to lose people who are like, what is her point? Oh my gosh, she is such a Gemini. But 
Anyways, I, I thank Natalie for coming on the show. I thank you as always for listening. I hope this was uh, an interesting episode for you. Even if you know about numerology, I think that it was a really cool episode because you can understand how working with a numerologist would work <laughs> and how, you know, you can dive into, even if you don't want to work with someone or you don't have the budget, like you could do all this DIY and look into your life path number, your expression and dive deeper into what is off about your life in that way, you know, and coach yourself. So much of this stuff can be done on your own. And if you have the luxury and you have the money and, you know, you can, you can hire people, it's awesome to do it because the energy exchange and having other people see you and, you know, it's, it's different than holding the mirror to yourself. Sometimes you are blinded to certain aspects of that. But even if you can't, it is still absolutely worth doing the work. And quite honestly, the best way is to do the work yourself and hire outside experts to do it for you if possible. So with that, I'm going to sign off with all my love and hopefully I will catch you guys on the next one. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe and rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd really appreciate that. You can also find me on Instagram at Healing with Mona and visit my website at www.consciouselingco.com and send me a message there if you want to work with me one-on-one. Until next time, this is Mona Loring signing off and sending you all the good vibes.